0: Four Seasons, as we all know, is a lovely hotel, and the reason it's a lovely hotel is not because of the fancy beds. Any hotel can buy a fancy bed. It's because of the people who work there. That when you roam the halls and somebody says hello to you, uh, you get this distinct, distinct feeling that they wanted to say hello, not that they were told to say hello. You know, we're we're highly attuned social animals. We we can we can tell the difference. Anyway, they happen to have a coffee bar in the lobby of the Four Seasons in Las Vegas, and so one afternoon I went and bought myself a cup of coffee, and there happened to be a barista working that day named Noah. Noah was funny and engaging and charming and I stood there for far too long buying my cup of coffee because I just so enjoy talking to Noah so as is my nature I asked Noah do you like your job and without skipping a beat Noah says I love my job Um, so immediately my ears perk up because in my line of work like and love are very different like is rational I like the people I work with, I get paid well, I like the challenge, I like my job. Love is emotional, it's a higher order connection. Like, do you love your wife? I like her a lot, right? It's, it's different, right? It's very different. Uh, Noah said, I love my job, so I'm interested. This kid has a, an emotional connection to being a barista at a fancy hotel, right? So immediately I followed up and said, tell me specifically what the Four Seasons is doing that you would say to me, you love your job. And without skipping a beat, Noah said, throughout the day, managers will walk past me and ask me if there's anything that I need, anything that they can do to help me do my job better, not just my manager, any manager, he said. And then he said, I also work at another hotel, and there the managers walk past us and catch us if we're doing things wrong. There they just drive performance. There I like to keep my head below the radar, just get through the day and collect my paycheck. Only at the Four Seasons do I feel I can be myself. Now think about that for the for just a second this is the exact same human being whose performance attitude and customer face customer service will be profoundly different not because of him but because of the leadership environment in which he's working and so often we blame the people and we don't look at the people who are leading the people or the environment in which we're asking them to work this is the same person it's one of the most frequent questions i get when i talk to business leaders how do i get the most out of my people? It's a flawed question. People are not a towel, like a wet towel that you wring them out and see how much you can get out of them. It's a flawed question, which means you're gonna get flawed answers. The correct question is how do I create an environment in which my people can work at their natural best? And that's an entirely different skill set.
1: So what you just heard is a clip that I uh, came across on LinkedIn by Simon Sinek. And Simon Sinek is, is absolutely brilliant. I highly recommend him. Uh, if you're not familiar, you should definitely look him up. It's S-I-N-E-K. He runs a company called Simon Sinek Inc. But the reason that it resonated with me is because I also recently saw on a completely different platform. So that was on on LinkedIn. On a completely different platform, um, I saw a meme that said if a flower isn't growing, you don't get mad at the flower and you don't ask the flower to change. You change the environment in which the flower resides. And that's so true. You have to give miracle grow. You have to make sure it has sunlight. You have to make sure it has water. You have to nurture a flower or any plant to get it to grow. And so, as Simon said, so often we forget that and we think about the... Um, the person and changing that person whereas what we need to do is think how can we give this person an environment to flourish now i know this is a unique introduction in that i've never done one quite like this on the show but i i promise you it'll all make sense if you are i don't it doesn't matter if you're an employee if you're an employer if you're a leader if you fancy yourself a leader um, you're going to want to listen to this one folks Hello, job market. We need to talk. Listen, we've had an interesting relationship over the last uh, couple of years. I mean, unemployment has been cyclical since 1965. It's gone up, it's gone down. I mean, heck, from 2010 through 2020, it just kept going down and down and down. And then, of course, in 2020, thanks in large part to the global pandemic, um, unemployment went through the roof. I'm pretty sure it was up to close to 15%. But we're on a downward trend now. Unemployment is getting lower and lower to pre-pandemic levels, and I know that there's a good chance that we're going to see the Delta variant flare up and other variants flare up, and who knows what will happen with another global pandemic or the same. Who knows? But the point is, there's a lot of weird shifting going on in the job market right now, and it makes me think, why is that? How can companies keep good talent and how can good talent make sure their company knows what their values are? This is going to get interesting. Grab a pen and paper, folks, especially if you're in leadership. It's about to get deep. This episode of the Deep Gripping Reality is brought to you by marketingstrategy.com Check it out. You're listening to the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast, the show that gives you leadership lessons and insights from the cutting edge of digital marketing, hosted by Stephen J. Adelman. It's about to get deep. I started this episode by saying that the job market was in a weird place, but I think the reality is the business in general is in a weird place. I mean, companies, small businesses had to fight tooth and nail to stay afloat. Everybody had to adopt and, and change the way that they've done business. Um, and large companies are, are recording record profits because they've taken advantage of, of opportunities in the market, especially digitally. Um, so talent Is finding a shift. Now what I mean by that is that people who have had fantastic job stability, people who have had no reason to leave their job, are suddenly leaving their jobs in droves. Some of them are doing entrepreneurship, others are just finding better opportunities. And so employers are left wondering why. They're left wondering where's the loyalty? You know, we stuck through you through with you through a pandemic. Where? Why? Why did you leave? What's going on? And the answer to that is quite simple, universally speaking. Now, a lot of times I talk about subjective things and objective things, and I think that what I have to talk about today is kind of a universal truth. Um, and if not, then it just give it, it take it in the. Um, vain and with the intent that it's it, it has, okay? Um, and I'm speaking directly to you, leadership of companies of every size. I don't care if you're a one-man show who hopes to grow or plans to stay the same or you're a multi-trillion-dollar company, billion-dollar, million-dollar, trillion-dollar, it doesn't matter. This is fact, okay? A lot of times, there are rarities. Um, gravity Payments, for example, is one of the, the exceptions to the rule. Um, Zappos is another one. But a lot of times companies tend to forget that their external customers are not the only customers that they serve. Okay. What I mean by that is external customers are your prospects, they are your clients, they are consumers of your goods and services. But then we also have internal customers. And internal customers are internal stakeholders like employees, um, staff, uh, even I would say, even contractors. Okay. And these internal customers are just as important, dare I say, more important than the external customers. Because if they're not in line, if they're not, and when I say in line, I don't mean, oh, you got to keep them in line with an iron fist. I'm saying if they're not on board, then you don't have any support for your business. So these relationships that you form when dealing with um, internal customers, uh, when working with internal customers, uh, they can't be fake. They have to be genuine. Um so, the question that I asked, that I saw, I saw this actually on 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 uh, in, no on LinkedIn recently. There was a question asked: Are exit interviews a waste of time? And I had to think about that for a second. You know, the um, the purest in me said no, uh, but the skeptic in me and the cynic in me said yes. And then I realized it it all depends on the on on the intent okay and so when i say intent i mean the intent of the internal customer who's doing coming to the exit interview by rights they don't have to right um especially if you're in a right to work state uh and also the intent of the employer so employees are our internal customers i mentioned think of it this way wouldn't it be great if our external customers told us exactly why they left the why they left you okay? Why they went to a competitor. If you could get a, a tap for just a second into their brain and figure out exactly what it was that caused them to no longer be loyal to your brand, and that can be fantastic. If they told us exactly what we could have done better to keep them, it'd be great because then you could make adjustments, you could make sure it doesn't happen in the future, you could do research and figure out if this is, you know, an iceberg situation where you've just discovered the tip of an iceberg or if it's something that is an ongoing issue. Um, so an exit interview is kind of like that. It shouldn't be a bitch and moan session or a finger pointing meeting or a complaint session. It it needs to be an opportunity for both the employer, um, and the employee to receive honest feedback. Okay. Um, the employee can ask Questions about, you know, what they feel like. they And then when I say exit interview, I'm not just talking about pe- when people quit. I'm saying if you're going to fire somebody, give them an exit interview. And I know that sounds strange because it's, it's out of the norm. It's not what most people do. It's not what most companies do. And the way I see it is, you know, maybe, and this is, again, maybe the cynic in me, but maybe we should be giving people a two-week notice when we let them go say, you know, we are at a point. Now I'm a big, if you've listened to older episodes, especially about leadership, I'm a big proponent of the idea of um, education motivation before discipline, um, that you should take them through a verbal, a written and a final written warning before terminating them. Because I believe that companies don't fire people, people fire themselves. um, And if you've worked with them enough, they should have to work to get fired basically, right? So If that's the case and they know it's coming, they have two weeks to find a new job. Now, if they quit in that two weeks, so what? But at the same time, if they don't, then they have the opportunity to figure out what's going on and pass on their work and that sort of thing. So it's an interesting concept um, and will leave them more likely to provide you with an honest exit interview. You know, you'll be able to tell them what they could have done differently uh, again at this point, though, it may end up being, you got to be careful. It's a, it's a fine line because you don't want it to be a situation where they're like, you know, trying to convince you that they want to keep their job. So you're, you're I've got a lot of people out there, I can just hear it now, who, who have either turned off the podcast or are disagreeing with me wholeheartedly and saying, no, no, you just have to let them go. Let me be very clear. I'm not saying universally you give them two weeks to ter- when you terminate them. I'm saying that there are cases where it makes a lot of sense to do that because if you would like them to give you a two-week notice or a month notice or whatever, then you should do the same for them it's it's essentially common courtesy right but these these sessions, these um, exit interviews, you know it depends on what you do with that information. you have an opportunity to get honest and raw feedback um, about your company and about what you could do differently and if you don't take that feedback, if you don't evaluate that feedback, if you don't use that as an opportunity to make your company better, you're missing out on a really good opportunity to keep good talent. I, I think it all comes down to listening to your people, to really understanding what your people are saying and and really communicating and, and fostering a relationship and a uh, an atmosphere, uh, a culture, if you will, of... Um, honest feedback. I mean, ideally your internal customers should be your brand ambassadors, right? They should be your, your evangelists who are taking your word of gospel of, of what it is you do to the streets, um, for you. And then ideally they'll never leave because now their reputation is tied to it and there's ownership. But if you've gotten to a point where the relationship has soured so much that your best people are leaving, or even just good people are leaving, then uh you're going to want to figure out why and you're going to want to fix that um it just makes sense so i hope this gives you a little bit of food for thought you know on this podcast i try to do i usually do marketing stuff or keep you up to date with the latest digital marketing trends that sort of thing but uh i felt like this would be a good opportunity to kind of talk about my thoughts on on some of the shifts in the job market um You know, I think that you should encourage Gary Vaynerchuk is a big person who's a huge influence on my life because, you know, he really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And one of the things that he has often said is that he wants to know what his people want so that he can help them get it. And if they want to be the next Gary Vaynerchuk and, and literally start a company and be their direct competitor, then by all means, he'll help them do it, you know, because he wants people to succeed. You have to believe in your people. And when you believe in your people, they believe in you. It's, it's kind of a, a trust to get trust situation. Um, and they if you do it right, they won't have a reason to leave. So that's pretty much it, folks. That's my thoughts on it. Uh, if you do have any questions or you want to leave your feedback, I'd love to hear it. Um, You can go to anchor.fm slash TDGR. You'll find a little button that says leave a message or you can find me, especially on Instagram, but on any social media platform under TDGR podcast. It stands for the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast. Also, be sure to check out my new website, marketingstrategy.com. Isn't that a great URL? Anyway, thank you very much for your time, folks. And until next time, dig deep, my friends.
0: Check out the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast, your place for digital marketing tips, tricks, hacks, personal sales strategies, and more, all on major platforms.